Today, we are fortunate to have two attorneys from the Jennings Strauss Law Firm, Bill Clark and Cody McDavis. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks for having us. The topic today is estate planning. We know in terms of the blended family, we're going to be talking about blended family first. That refers to a family consisting of a couple, their children from current or previous relationships. What are the unique issues facing these families? So the biggest issues facing blended families are the unanticipated conflicts inherently built into traditional state planning documents that aren't recognized until it's too late. What if everyone gets along and they don't foresee any conflict? Through our extensive experience, we see that too many times a blended family couple walks into our office and says that all of their children love each other and there is family unity. What the blended family couple does not recognize is that they are the glue that is holding everything together. And once they are gone or incapacitated, then animosity is likely to break out. We've seen this happen in numerous occasions throughout our career. And what types of unforeseen conflicts have you seen even in traditional estate planning documents? I think that's a great question. The most basic unforeseen conflicts we see are the early death of a spouse and then a subsequent remarriage with pre-existing children. You could see the conflict of interest that might arise here. The desire of the deceased parent to provide for existing children may be somewhat undermined by the desire of the surviving spouse to provide for the new spouse in marriage number two. And what types of tools can people use to protect their family? Well, before I talk about tools, let's provide a scenario such that the tools that I'm going to discuss are easily visualized. The scenario is this. Husband and wife are married and have children. Husband predeceases his wife. Wife inherits the estate with the intent that the estate flow ultimately to the children. Wife is subsequently remarried. This is the blended family scenario. There is an inherent conflict between the children from the first marriage and the new husband. With this scenario in mind, let's talk about a few tools. First of all, let's talk about a residence trust. In a residence trust, this is the situation where the wife brings to a, the family residence to a subsequent marriage. It is likely that the wife would want the second husband to have a reasonable time to utilize the residence for some period of time after her passing, assuming in this case that husband number two is to outlive the wife. As mentioned, it is the intent of the wife that the estate flow to the children from the original marriage. The conflict here is that the wife wants to respect the original plan for her estate while also providing for her new husband. In this situation, we prepare trust documents to allow for the residence to be held for the benefit of the surviving husband for a reasonable period of time. However, at the end of the day, the equity in the residence flows to the children of the first marriage as originally intended by the wife and husband number one. So another tool we use is life insurance. Mm -hmm. Now let's assume the same scenario Bill mentioned earlier. Husband and wife are married. 
They have kids, husband dies, and wife is subsequently remarried. In this case, wife wants to assure that the assets in the estate are sufficient enough so that the children from the first marriage have enough to pay for college and have a start in life, while also at the same time not impeding the finances of the second husband. To do this, we suggest that the wife obtain a term insurance policy that will pay out upon her early demise. Again, that's the situation. She passes away prior to the husband early. The funds of the policy are to be held in trust for the specific purpose of providing for the children from the wife's first marriage as the wife intended. This method permits for the provision of the children from the first marriage without impeding the finances of the second husband. Another great tool for blended family planning is the premarital or postmarital agreement. Without getting into too many specifics and assuming that a comprehensive approach is being taken with regard to an estate plan, a premarital or postmarital agreement can effectively assist with guaranteeing that the assets from an estate will be distributed in accordance with the intentions of the parties. Now, of course, in preparing estate planning documents, as one might guess, the trust agreement itself is critical. One of the most essential mechanisms of the trust agreement is the trustee. And I'm sure we'll talk about this more later, but the trustee is the individual or, as we would suggest in many times, an entity tasked with overseeing the assets of the estate. We've seen many situations where the naming of the second spouse as the trustee creates an inherent conflict position. This is because the subsequent spouse is also, generally, a beneficiary along with the original children, and conflict develops between the two parties. Again, let's go back to the original scenario Bill mentioned where we have wife and husband, husband predeceases wife, wife goes on to a second marriage, and now the husband, in that instance, is the trustee of the estate. There's an issue here where that husband is managing the assets of the estate, and he's also a beneficiary, and then there's children from the first marriage. That creates a conflict that I'm mentioning here. So trustee selections is important. Therefore, oftentimes we suggest a corporate or professional trustee in order to avoid that conflict position. We use life insurance a lot in a lot of different situations with our clients. Let's go a little deeper into how life insurance is used here. Life insurance is often thought of as a tool for providing for and protecting against estate taxes. That is really the old school approach to life insurance. Mm -hmm. However, from our practice and in current times, we see many different proposals to utilize life insurance not only to protect against estate taxes, but to provide for the blended family. For example, for a medium-sized estate where a spouse wants to provide an educational fund for children from a prior marriage or relationship without impacting the current spouse's lifestyle, the spouse can set up a specific life insurance policy to provide benefits for the children of the original marriage. Granted, there is a cost for the life insurance, but the surviving spouse can receive the remainder of the trust or estate. For example, the house and the retirement funds can go to the surviving spouse while the children from the original marriage are protected by having received the proceeds from the life insurance policy. 
The children of the original marriage will receive the lump sum or through a trust account, which can provide for a college education fund or other funds for starting out in life. You know, before the podcast, we were speaking about how the traditional bypass survivorship trust does not really work for the blended family. And I think that's what you're hitting on some of those points. Can you expound on that a little bit? Absolutely. The blended family situation and the bypass survivor trust arrangement create inherent conflicts. For example, under the bypass survivor trust arrangement that is commonly used, the surviving spouse of a blended family has the right to receive distributions of principal from the bypass trust for health, education, maintenance, and support. Well, the surviving spouse of the blended family may want to receive those distributions, whereas the children from the original marriage may very well be opposed to the surviving spouse receiving those distributions. Therefore, you have an inherent conflict between the surviving spouse who is serving as trustee or wanting to receive distributions and the original children who are the ultimate beneficiary. Another situation here is the investment of assets for either growth or income. Again, in this traditional bypass trust arrangement, the surviving spouse is the recipient of income from the bypass trust, whereas the growth would be for the benefit of the original children. Again, another conflict point over investment for growth or investment for income purposes. What Bill's talking about there is what is your appetite for risk? If you're older and you are needing finances now or assets now, your risk appetite is lower. If you're younger, as the beneficiaries in a bypass trust are oftentimes, your appetite for risk is much higher because you don't need those assets now for the most part. And that's the inherent conflict that Bill's talking about that we see in these kind of instances. That concludes this episode. Feel free to check out our other episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on our website, advisors.ubs.com slash Biltmore Financial Group. Our office address is 2575 East Camelback Road, Suite 900, Phoenix, Arizona, 85016. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the arrangements and disclosures that we provide to you about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com slash Relationship Summary or ask your UBS financial advisor for a copy. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or for the basis for making investment decisions. 
The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services, Inc. UBS Financial Services, Inc. does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. Trust services are provided by UBS Trust Company, N.A. or another licensed trust company. UBS Trust Company, N.A. is an affiliate of UBS Financial Services, Inc. and a subsidiary of UBS AG. Trust investments are not deposits or other obligations of or guaranteed by UBS Trust Company, N.A. or UBS AG or any of their affiliates. Trust investments involve investment risks, including possible loss of principal. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor its employees, including its financial advisors, provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your legal counsel and your accountant or tax professional regarding the legal or tax implications of a particular suggestion, strategy, or investment, including any estate planning strategies before you invest or implement. Bill Clark, Cody McDavis, Jennings Strauss, and UBS Financial Services, Inc. are not affiliated.